Hey, real quick, I just wanted to let you know that Gabba Gabba Hunt is now a record store. Well, not really a store, but a booth at an antique store located in Eastridge Mall in Gastonia, North Carolina. Vintage Village is three stores down from Dillard's on the left. And my booth is on the left side of Vintage Village. It's the one with all the records. You can't miss it. I've got over a thousand records, toys, t-shirts, DVDs, VHS, all kinds of stuff there. So come check it out. Gabba Gabba Hunt Records and Vintage Goods located in Vintage Village at Eastridge Mall, Gastonia, North Carolina. This episode of Gabba Gabba Hunt Talks is brought to you by Hobo Wolfman Records. Hey, man, go check out HoboWolfmanRecords.com. Get you some crazy shit, some good music on records, CDs, cassettes, all that good shit over at HoboWolfmanRecords.com, brother. You are now listening to the Gabba Gabba Hunt Talks Podcast, where we bring you conversations with people connected to the Carolina's underground music scene. Your host, Mike Phillips of Van Huskins. Hey, real quick note, that last episode with Russ Ward ran two and a half hours, and I really needed to include this stuff at the end, but I didn't because it ran so long. So I decided to throw out this mini-sode, this little short episode, this isn't even, even, I'm calling it a .5, but it's really not even that long of an episode, but some super important stuff, and it's got a really cool song at the end, so check it out. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of a very... I feel like I just rambled. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know that I told the story guys. It's kind of a rough I think encapsulation. It, I think it's a really good good story. So what's what's next? What's anti scene up to next that you can talk about? Um, that I can talk about because I know I know sometimes there's things going on that can't be talked about. Just yet. yeah, we got something that's going to be actually really really killer if if it comes together, and I think it will. I think the the 35th anniversary show is getting ready to be. Played on Facebook or yeah, the, the, we we recorded that we had a pro shot of the thirty fifth, which we did back in twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. and um, I forget there was issues with it, and somehow the guy was able to salvage it. I don't think the audio was necessarily a pro audio; it's a good clean audio, mm-hmm. but it's not soundboard. I don't think, uh, but the the he he cleaned up, you know. But it's a pro shot, multi camera, mm-hmm. so that's going to get on. Facebook on June eighth, mm-hmm. not Facebook, YouTube, YouTube, yeah. So you know, free to watch, whatever. You know, just tune in and watch it, and it'll be uploaded for whatever. The uh, Halloween, we did a couple of online shows during shutdown. Mm-hmm. Everything was shut down. We and went you online. Did the, the one quarantine, you put that out as a record. We've got that time. out as a record. The first one that we did, and then we did a second one at Halloween that was more of a Halloween themed mm-hmm. show. I think we're going to release that too. Okay. Um, that was a good just show. Just because the, 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 the live in quarantine, I think that's completely gone. Yeah. You know, it's completely sold out. Um, I think this one, and I, they're still working on that. I don't mm-hmm. know the details on it, but you can, that show, the, the first one, the first live in quarantine comes with a DVD of the thing. Yeah. Cause that didn't stay on YouTube, but for a minute, I think actually we only kept it on Facebook. Yeah, I remember you took, you took it off at some point. Just I the, think um, because of that, or maybe because of that. Yeah, and then the Halloween one is still on YouTube. You can turn find the Halloween mm-hmm. quarantine show, but this will just be the record of it. Um, you know, we're working on a new studio album. Yeah, we've I got, was going to ask that. We've got about most of it written. Now, are you are you a primary songwriter now? Or yeah, or? at this one I am. Okay. Um, 
you know, I mean, it, well, it gets along with Jeff. Yeah, well, you know, he, we, we I come in with the ideas, and then we, you know, sometimes they they morph a little bit mm-hmm. or change a little bit, and sometimes it's exactly as it, you know. Um, but I, I was I was surprised when I joined how much free reign he, he gave, mm-hmm. you know, on that. Um, they've never been snobbish about you know any of that, so. Uh, I think John Bowman was telling me that he wrote a song, but he wanted he went when he wrote a song, wrote the song for anti scene. It was basically he wanted to make sure it sounded like an anti scene song. Well, that was that. Well, that's the funny thing is like when I joined and Jeff goes, now when you come up with something, don't worry about whether or not it sounds like an anti scene song. We'll make it an anti scene yeah. song. <laughs> I was like, okay. But then there's times where I'll come up with something and go, uh, that don't sound like an NIC song. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> but, uh, wait, can't you make an NIC song? Like, where we were working, I had a, I've got an old Mad Brother Ward song that I've had since I wrote the first record. Mm-hmm. And, uh, never used it, never did. I mean, I did it a couple of times, but never recorded it. And I made some changes to it. And we've been working on that, but we talked about it yesterday. And I think it's going to get cut because it really, doesn't quite fit yeah. i think it's a good song but you know even after working it it just you know you can't get it hammered together and so mm. it might end up getting cut so you know it's not like and so you you got to learn you know a don't get like you know heartbroken over something like yeah. that I'm, i understand that i'm like i'm okay with that you know anything he says no i'm like well okay you know i'll come up with a new idea or try to and uh you know the idea is just to try to make something that's um, still, you know, strong and relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to ever write filler, mm-hmm. just because you know, oh, this this will be just you know a song. Yeah. And I, I'm so I'm really like I, I'm really keen on we got to be able to play this live. It's got to mm-hmm. be a song that people will be excited to hear live. Um, but now we're doing kind of weird ideas. Like I don't know if you heard the the. uh Guyana Grape record we just put out, the 10-inch. I haven't yet. I need to get that. Uh, I, You know, Jeff, for a long, long time, had the idea of covering this obscure Texas punk band called The Hates. And they mm-hmm. had this song called uh, The Last Hymn. And it was about the People's Temple and Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. And it, they made this record like real shortly thereafter it happened yeah. like in 1979 yeah. i think is when this came out and he always liked it and had talked about doing it and i was like it's real short you know he's like well we can you know maybe we can put this on a seven inch or something and i and i was like oh, what if we expanded off of that you know and then the next thing you know we kind of end up coming up with this like almost like you know who type mini opera mm-hmm. rock opera thing it's a it's a three-part song with that being in the middle with yeah. two parts around it and it's sort of a jim jones themed thing not a pro jim jones theme oh, yeah, thing, yeah. you know <laughs> um but it's just that's you know and I, I thought you know that was really unusual and it was cool that he was willing to do something that was kind of unusual for anti scene mm-hmm. it was kind of a outside the bounds kind of thing but it's still you know it's still anti scene like mm-hmm. that's one of those things where you absolutely can say we'll make it us yeah. You know, yeah, it's something different. It's a different, you know, we did a, a song on the obstinate record. You know, this was more me and him kind of going to our, towards our tastes. Like me and Jeff both like, uh, I call it scronky jazz, free jazz, mm-hmm. uh, Sun Ra and uh, Albert Eiler and 
like Coltrane's Ascension and yeah. just the stuff where they go wild, you mm-hmm. know. Um, we'll sometimes listen to that in the van after, like if we do all night rides home, the other guys go to sleep. It's like, oh, now we can play this. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I was like, man, we ought to do something like that. You know, I want, you know, I'd like to do like a feedback kind of thing. And that became uh, the atomic clock. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing that we've gotten some negative feedback on. People are like, what the <laughs> hell is that? You know, but it's, I love it. I think it's great. It turned out really good. Uh, very surprisingly came up with some really cool ideas on it. And, uh, we had my friend Eddie Ford from Self Made Monsters. Mm-hmm. He's into that too. So we had him do some noise stuff on it too. And, you know, so it's like a, I don't know how long the track is, but it leads with a, you know, your, you know, a, good strong typical anti-scene kind of riff you know mm. and then it goes into Rah! i don't know if you've got heard it or whatever but and uh i i actually got a recording of a guy at a bar one night and he was just talking all kinds of mad shit just wackadoo stuff so i started recording him on my phone because mm. i mean the stuff he was dropping was priceless i was yeah. just like what in the world is he talking about <laughs> And so that's what leads into that track. Yeah. That's actually a real person just ranting in a bar one night talking about, and he was talking about the atomic clock. I don't know where he was coming. He was like yeah. talking about, you know, Satan can turn back a clock or whatever. I forget what he was saying, <laughs> but so that's, you know, I don't, that was something that now me and Malcolm are doing a, uh, uh, kind of a side thing we got together and made some noise mm-hmm. doing like just feedback noise and stuff it's going to be a noise album i, I imagine that'll get released on tpo yeah that's getting ready to come out it's called sonic sauna and it's going to come out real soon awesome and uh so i got that going on um you know that's not i don't i don't know that we'll necessarily play shows behind that i don't know we might but we've talked about it but Obviously, anti scenes taking precedent mm, on anything. Yeah. It would have to be in any kind of downtime situation. Um, and that's not really writing songs, you know. Uh, so I got that going on. I'm doing the podcast, the Kiss podcast mm-hmm. with Alex and Cap from the fill ins. Yep. And, um, on something good network. On the something good network. Yeah. Is that is that competition? Am I allowed to talk about no, that? No, yeah, you can talk about the, No, they're, they're yeah, friends. They've been on your show, friends. right? <laughs> um, you know, and then and I seen we got we're working on the new album. We got another thing that I'm not going to say what it is, but it it'll be a big deal. Yeah, I'll just say that we I, you know I've been lucky. I feel really lucky that you know, like I said, in in ten years ago in 2011, I had quit music, mm-hmm. quit traveling with the band, kind of had shut down and got really very. I don't know what the word is. Just isolated. Mm-hmm built this little bunker of in my house where it was my movies and my books and my records and yeah. you know and i didn't socialize much you know and now i've kind of in midlife got dragged out of all that mm. thrust out as and and i've gotten to tour all over the world and make records yeah. make a bunch of new friends meet a lot of new cool people and get this sort of second lease on life and you know and it has to do i'll go back you know to the friendship that I had formed with Jeff Clayton yeah. 30 years ago and how lucky I was to have had that and how much, you know, I need to never take that for granted, oh, yeah. you know, because I mean, here I'm about to turn 50, I'll turn 50 this year. And, you know, if you told me at 40 that I was going to do any of this stuff, I'd have laughed in your face. <laughs> yeah. So I feel really, really fortunate to have been able to be brought up into this thing mm-hmm. and, 
hopefully I'm doing it justice. And I, you know, I think, I think Jeff's going to try to make it to 50 years. Yeah. So we'll see what well, happens. I definitely think you're doing it justice. And, and whenever that happened and you got announced as, as the replacement, I was like, it makes perfect sense. And I'm kind of glad it's kind of keep it in the family in a way, I guess, if you want to say it like that, but it's, I don't know that they could have brought anybody in. Like I said a minute ago, if they brought anybody else in, it might have been a totally different band, and I've, that that wouldn't have worked. Quite I've as thought well. about it. I, I'm, I can't think of somebody that would fit really well. I, maybe you know, I think maybe Jeff Williams could do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it'd have to be somebody that had that same lo-fi kind of approach. Exactly, yeah. You know, and kind of play like Jeff called it the heavy-handed kind of way. Because if he'd have went and tried to find a guitarist to replace Joe Young, it, not it, that you're not a guitarist, but you know, well, to try to find somebody that a knows guitarist, their, quote unquote, knows their way a around the guitar yeah. really well, it, 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 it would have be a weird somebody would have come in and wanted to do some different stuff, yeah. and it wouldn't have worked out as well. But I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how to say it without sounding like I'm bragging because I don't mean it to sound like I'm bragging. I'm, I'm saying it out of gratitude and gratefulness you know how fortunate i feel to have been able to do it mm-hmm. you know i've i got to make i got to make a record with the singer from poison idea yeah i mean that's fucking cool oh, yeah. i haven't you know i got to make you know I, i've met all the people i've met and toured with you know and now kind of know who they you know they know me and i know them the um the guy from zeke marky from zeke um yeah. you know the guys from i hate god and you know, I got to go walk around trying to find a record store one afternoon with um, Wino from The Obsessed. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I, you know, it's just cool <laughs> stuff like that. Or Tesco V, you mm-hmm. know, comes and sees us and hangs out and stuff. And it's just like, you know, who gets to do that kind of stuff? I mean, like, if you told, you know, certainly if you told 19-year-old me yeah. <laughs> that 49-year-old me would, was going to get to do these things, you know. But I also, again, it's all, again, because I, I I had the good fortune, and I don't know what it is, but like Jeff and Joe back then saw something in me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I don't know why. But they kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, took me under their wing. Yeah. And said hey you know what you're doing is cool we like it we like you and you know coming from a background where i've been kind of like a bullied kid because mm-hmm. we moved around a lot and whatever else and not having a good family life or whatever and having people that you looked up to and it's like not only do you look up to them they like you yeah that was cool and you know so i i i, I don't mean to sound like i'm arrogant but i'm just very grateful that i got to do this stuff oh yeah certainly understand that <laughs> well I mean, I got like two two hours and forty minutes. Oh, is that that long? Yeah. Wow. I can cut that down to a couple hours. This this will be one of my longer episodes, probably. Sorry. But what I'll do is I'll know. Only Satan can turn back a clock. A man can't turn back an atomic clock. You can't turn an atomic clock back, brother. The scariest blue light is glowing blue cesium. You can make an X-ray machine, or you can blow up the world.
Roger were talking about that recently. We were trying to figure out that time that, that you and Jeff went to uh, Spindale. Because um, Roger's like, I think you and Matt were there. I was like, no, we weren't there. So I explained to Roger that whole thing, what happened. And I said, I remember listening to it on the radio. I just I remember. I wish I was there. We talked them into playing. Uh, Sister Ray by the Velvets, yes, yeah. and they played it, and, yeah. and we were driving, riding back home, listening to it, laughing that it would, you know, suck it on my ding dong, <laughs> you know. It's just ha ha ha. Uh, so where we we just pick up? Yeah, we can just pick up there. So if you, I don't know if you had anything more to say about the, the, the skate nick show or no, it was just that it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's such a blurry memory. Our attitude back then, we it's still going, yeah. This has been a Gabba Gabba Hunt Media Production.